Let's take a nice deep breath in and release with a sigh. There's a story about a monastery in Europe that was located high up on a hill. And the only way to get there was to step in, in great faith, into a wicker basket. And you would stand in the basket, and the monks from the top would pull the basket from the ground all the way up and up and up to this very high cliff, and then help you out. Well, as you might imagine, it was a little nerve-wracking for the people going up. And one day, one of the tourists was looking up, and he was noticing, as he got about two-thirds of the way, that the rope was kind of frayed. And so he hollered to the monks up at the top, just out of curiosity, How often do you change this rope? And one of the monks leaned over the edge and said, Whenever it breaks. (laughs) Change is kind of like that, isn't it? We don't like change very much. As a society, as a species, we tend to resist change. It's uncomfortable for us. It pushes some buttons for us. We have fear around it. And there's fear that comes up for lots of of interesting reasons. We like to believe that we are in control. We also like to believe, and it's a great illusion, that we can keep things from changing. But in truth, change is inevitable, isn't it? I mean, just look at our lives. We change every single moment. Every moment, something about our physiology is slightly different. Every moment of our life, the air that is surrounding us that we can't see has moved. Heraclitus said you can never stand in the same river more than one time. Which makes sense, doesn't it? Because the water is flowing. It's never going to be exactly the same river. But we are in a river of life at every moment. The air around us is changing. The ground under our very feet is moving, hurling through through space. And the idea that we could stop life from changing is something that makes us feel comfortable. But change is occurring to us at every moment. Occurring to us, occurring around us, is part of our very existence. And not only is it part of our existence, but it's part of what moves us and draws us into growth and peace and experience. So there are three ways that change can occur. And I want to talk to you about those this morning. And as we go through the month, we're going to talk about how change happens, what causes us to change, how to be more comfortable with change, and we're also going to talk about how to actually put change in action ourselves, how to be a catalyst for change in the world. So today we're going to talk about three ways that change occurs that you can absolutely count on. And the first way is we are pulled through change. 
So we are pulled through, well, let's do pushed first. We are pushed through change by things we have no control over. So for example, we are pushed by our biological um, uh, impetus, initiative, to go from laying still on the floor and not moving to rolling over, to getting up on our knees and learning to crawl, to learning to walk, to learning to run, to becoming mobile in the world. This is a kind of a survival thing. It happens for us. We are pushed from the inside to do that. There's not a choice in it. If we are able, unless we have a physical disability that stops us from doing that, we are driven by, if nothing else, our curiosity. Whatever that is up there on that table that seems so high, I need to figure out how I'm going to get up there. So we are pushed by physiological and biological things to do things that we wouldn't do otherwise. We are pushed and we are pulled by things that compel us. So, for example, ministry is a calling for me. It's a pull. There's something about it that I need to do. I am pulled to it. You may be pulled to a different kind of work. Most of us have experienced the pull to another heart, that magnetic attraction that moves us towards someone and then causes us to change with them, to change by our very nature of interaction. We are pulled to love our children. When we have children, there's, it's, it's a compelling nature that we will love them, that we will care for them. We are pulled to change our parenting structure as our children change, because we have to. We couldn't leave that without caring for it. Our love pulls us in many directions. And the last area of change that I want to talk to you about is pain. Pain is the third thing that has the most uh, definitive, positive ability to change us. We don't like to be uncomfortable. Whether we have heartache or we're changing because we, uh, we have a, a physical difficulty with our body, or we're in a job where our boss is not nice to us, if we have pain, we will make change. We will do something to ease our pain. So pushed, pulled, pain. Three things that change us. Science has shown us We are not very good at changing by our own will. We are not very good at just deciding, I want to make a difference today. I think I'll do something different. We either have to have a biological impetus or something compelling outside of us that we can't ignore or we have to be in pain. We rarely change for joy. Kind of interesting to think about, isn't it? Kind of interesting. So I want you to take a minute and think right now, what is it in your life you would like to change? One or two things. And ask yourself, am I wanting to change that because I have a push? Because I am pulled to change it? 
or because I'm in pain. Those three things require different responses, different ways. And we have a tendency to negotiate with the universe around things. I heard a story once about KFC, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken. And, of course, Colonel Sanders has been gone for a while. This was a while ago, but the colonel noticed that they were having a dip in sales. And so he called his community together, his advisors, and he said, I don't know what to do. And, you know, a, it's a southern company. And so, of course, the, one of the first things that came up around the table was, we need to get some big guns praying for us. That's what we need to do. Let's find some big guns. And he said, no problem. I have an inn at the Vatican. <laughs> so he called the Pope. Took a lot of red tape. Not an easy thing to get the Pope on the phone. He was a businessman, and he got on the phone with the Pope, and he said, thank you for taking my call, Your Excellency. I have a problem. Our sales are down, and I think what we need is a good prayer, and I was wondering if you could help me. So, oh, here's what I was thinking. I was thinking that if we could just make a slight change, instead of saying, give us this day our daily bread, if you could say, give us this day our daily chicken, this would help tremendously. In fact, I'm so set on how good this would be for us that if you would do this, I would make a $10 million donation to the church. Well, of course, the Pope said, I, I can't do that. This is the Lord's Prayer. I can't change this. So Colonel Sanders went back to what he was doing and tried a couple of other places and didn't have much luck, so he went back to the Vatican a second time, and he called the Pope, and he said, really, Your Excellency... I'm really serious about this. I know it would be good for the world. I will make a $50 million donation if you will just change this from give us our daily bread to give us our daily chicken. And the Pope said, Colonel, I really appreciate what you're trying to do here, but it's the Lord's prayer. I can't make that change. So a couple more months passed. And Colonel Sanders, he was a very powerful guy. He really felt like if he just stayed on this, he could make it happen. So he called a third time. And he said, please, your papal ship, will you please hear me out? It, if you would just say, give us this day our daily chicken, instead of give us this day our daily bread, it would make a tremendous difference in the world. And the Pope said, hold on a minute. And he put the phone down and he called all the bishops and all the cardinals together. And he said... I have good news and bad news. The good news is we're getting $100 million from KFC. Well, all the cardinals and the bishops yelled and cheered and were so happy. And they, one of them said, what's the bad news? And he said, we lost the Wonder Bread account. We are big negotiators when it comes to change. We are big negotiators. We want to make things different, and we believe that we can. Truly, truly, there is only one place we can make change, and that's right here, isn't it? The only thing we can change, really count on being able to change, is ourself. 
But I'll let you in on something that we're going to talk about throughout the rest of the month. And it's an important key to everything we're doing. Years ago, and those of you that are married know, as happy as you might look to the outside world, every marriage has its own little struggles. Years ago, Mark and I were working on something with a wonderful counselor. And one of us was changing and one of us wasn't. And I won't tell you who. But... The conversation I was having with her about changing was that we couldn't force each other into a different place. And she said, anytime one person changes, everyone around them has to change. Anytime you behave differently, the people around you have to respond differently. One person can never change without affecting every person in their immediate vicinity. So if you, if you need to change your work environment and you change how you behave, your work environment is going to change somehow. If you need to change your relationship with a child, I have a 17-year-old in my house. It's a constant exploration of change. If you have to change your relationship and you change, your child will change. If you are in relationship with a lover and you need something to be different when you change they will have to change. And vice versa, as you change, they will change with you. We tend to go into relationship believing that relationship is always going to be the same. I fell in love with you, and this is who you are, and this is who I want you to stay as. When in reality, the very nature of life is that we will do something different. We will become more, different, perhaps better, perhaps not better. Who knows? But we will change over the course of our years. We will change by the biology of age. We will change by the compelling nature of our desire to do something different than what we're doing. And we will change by the pain that is part of our growth experience. We will change. And our ability to adjust to change, to embrace change, to accept that change is an inevitable part of our life is incredibly important. And the idea that a cheetah or a leopard will never change its spots is not true. Do you know how they change their spots? If they don't like this spot, they go to another one. (laughs) You're going to change. They're going to change. The message for this morning is, life is changing. No matter how much you think you can control that, you can't. Life is changing. It is the nature of our being to flow with the river of life, to step in a different place with every step, to learn, to expand who we are, to become better at how we do things. If life was stagnant, We would not have that. So if you're trying to change something yourself, the benefit of that is all of the universe is working with you in the direction of change. And if you're fighting it, you may want to ask yourself what would happen if you allowed yourself to be flexible. What would happen if you allowed yourself to accept change as a gift 
What would happen if you let yourself imagine that this change that feels uncomfortable to you might lead you to be, to experience, to have in your life the most glorious outcome you could possibly have? That you might achieve, become, relate with, experience something that is so amazing it hasn't even occurred to you yet that it's possible. That's what's ahead. I have some quotes for you. Harold Wilson said, He who rejects change is the architect of decay. The only human institution which rejects progress is the cemetery. Anatole France said, All changes, even the most longed for, have their melancholy. For what we leave behind us is a part of ourselves. We must die to one life before we can enter another. Viktor Frankl said, We are no longer able to change a situation. When we are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. And Robert C. Gallagher said, Change is inevitable except from a vending machine. <laughs>